Welcome to his word podcast coming to you from Grace House. I am your brother and friend, Emmanuel Okobue. In this episode, and in continuation with the series on working with God, which we started in January this year, we are considering in this episode, working in the ways of God. To form the background for our podcast, we shall read these uh, Bible passages. First, Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And finally, Micah chapter 6, verse 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to humbly work, um, to walk humbly with your God. The ways of God are higher than our ways as humans, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts as we have seen in these scriptures. Yet, he wants us to walk in his ways and obviously think like he thinks. Why? The reasons are simple. In Genesis chapter 1, before God created man, he said in verse 26, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And verse 26, 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. In the message translation of the Bible, those verses are rendered this way. God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them. Please observe from these scriptures that God made man in the image and likeness of God. Man was made to be like God, reflecting the nature of God, the glory of God, and possessing all the attributes of God, his holiness, his righteousness, his uprightness, his truth, and without injustice. So when the scriptures say in Deuteronomy 22, uh, 32, 4, his work is perfect for all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. He made man just to be like that, like God, because that is the only way he can have fellowship with man, the very reason he created man. Note, the word fellowship means fellows in the same ship. So God wants man to be his fellow in the same ship. And this ship is a ship of righteousness, justice, holiness, you know, and all the like. Can we stretch that thought a little bit so you can appreciate what we're saying? God created man to be of the same essence, the same intrinsic nature and uh, or indispensable quality of God that determines the character of God. So man's ways were not supposed to be different from God's ways originally. And man's thoughts were not supposed to be different from God's thoughts. They were supposed to be of the same essence, the same quality, and the same nature, reflecting God's thoughts, 
and God's ways. So what happened? Man in Genesis chapter 3 fell from this for the deceit of Lucifer. He exchanged the word of God for the word of Satan and so fell into sin and was cut down from that high and lofty place where he shared the nature and the very essence of God to the lowest level of being. Apostle Paul captured what happened to man by revelation in Romans uh, 23. For all, uh, Romans 3 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So when in Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9 God said for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. He was actually talking to this fallen man. This man that as a result of sin has lost the glory, the very essence of God. The ways of God and the thoughts of God like we said earlier are the ways and thoughts of victory, righteousness, justice and holiness. And when man became separated from God, he lost all these ways and thoughts. Let's consider a few examples on how far the ways of God and the thoughts of God are higher than the, that of man and often incomprehensible by man. In Joshua chapter 6, Joshua was given a battle plan by God that probably did not make much sense to him at the time for the same reason that the thoughts of God and the ways of man was, uh, and the thoughts of God and his ways were higher than that of man. They were to talk, to walk around the city. They were to walk around the city of Jericho once a day for six days. Then on the seventh day, they were supposed to walk around Jericho seven times. And when they have done this, the wall will fall. That doesn't make sense, isn't it? Sounds crazy. Just by walking around the wall that was large and strong enough to have a house built on it. Recall that the house of Rahab, the harlot, who hid the spies sent by Moses, was built on the wall of Jericho. But as crazy as the plan sounded, that is the plan walk around the six days and on the seventh day seven times as, as crazy as that sounded joshua went back and reported to the hebrew soldiers that that was the way they would take the city and they did they obeyed god and saw a victory over the city of jericho that could only be by faith and trust in this god whose ways and thoughts are higher than our ways and thoughts so to walk in the ways of god this year it must be by faith the second one we want to consider is gideon's army in judges chapter 7 if you read at verse 7 the lord settled to gideon by 300 men that lapped will i save you and deliver the Midianites into the hand to thy hand and let all the other people go every man unto his place. So God asked Gideon to go against an army of 135,000 with a hand, a band, a handful of men, a band of only 300 men. Gideon started with 32,000 men, which was still small compared to the enemy's 135,000 army. Yet God asked Gideon to prune the army down to just 300. Why? The ways of God. The thoughts of God, the way God plans his things are different from ours. And so that God will get all the glory when the victory came. It wouldn't be because of the hand of men, but the hand of God. God's way is truly not man's way. And if we want victory in life, we must abandon our ways and walk in the ways of God. And that is what we recommend for you in this, this year, in this podcast. Another one, in the Sermon on the Mount in the New Testament, in Matthew 5, Jesus taught the people many things that went contrary to man's natural ways of thinking and doing things. One of his is turn the other cheek. The other is love your enemies. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 to 41, we read, You know you have been taught 
an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to try to get even with a person who has done something to you. When someone slaps your right cheek, turn and let that person slap your other cheek. If someone uses you for your shirt or sues you for your shirt, give up your coat as well. If a soldier forces you to carry his pack one kilometer, carry it two kilometers. You have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Jesus told them that they should present themselves to their enemies in manners that appear contrary to long-established order and ways of doing things that contradicts what man's way will take. He was telling them, tradition says an eye for an eye, but revenge is not God's way. Rather, they should go out of their way to be kind to those who were persecuting them, which is God's way. It says, resist every temptation to retaliate. That's what it means. Concerning Christ, our perfect example, Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 23 Who when he was revived did not revile in return When he suffered he did not threaten But committed himself to him who judges righteously Friends, along the way as you walk with God this year Men will haul insults at you You will be abused and treated with cruelty And the temptation will be there to hit back That is the natural response As many men will say in my country Nigeria Do me I do you God no go vex. But as a child of God, please know that God go vex. God's way is not to retaliate, hit back, or revenge, but to turn the other cheek and absorb it. Watch out. In the marketplace, where you work and do business, in the family, and even in the church, among other believers, these insults, abuses, and cruel treatment could come to you, and in fact, will come. For example, has your wife sometimes called you a useless man because you don't have money? Or has your husband or your in-law, especially your mother-in-law, called you a man because you are not able to get pregnant for her son? What is God's way of handling these insults, abuses, and cruel treatments? Is it to hit back or revile back or revenge? No, it is to ask how would Jesus have handled them? He was abused, but he did not abuse back. He was setting an example for you and I on how to handle things like this God's way, how to walk God's way. He says that we should love our enemy. It is natural to love those who are your friends and who love you back, or at least who are not out to harm you. That is man's ways and his stuff, but not so with God. God's way is to love your enemy and to do good, good to those who despisefully treat you so that you will be the children of your father. So Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount turns man's ways and wisdom upside down and gave us God's ways of doing things, that we should love our enemies and do good to those who mistreat us, who abuse us. This way we show the character of our heavenly father. In marriage, God's way says, wives likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. And husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of God, that your prayers may not be hindered. Will you as a wife accept and submit to the authority of your husband? Or will you say, but we are both graduates, or I'm, I'm a graduate and he's not? And as a husband, will you give honor to your wife 
though you are the head of the home as demanded by God and God's way, or will you do the way of the world imposed a lord over her as the head of the home? We are called as believers who have been recreated in Christ Jesus in righteousness and through holiness to love the Lord our God and to walk always in all the ways of God. How can we possibly walk in the ways of God? Number one, we can pray that God reveal his ways to us. In Exodus 33 verse 13, Moses prayed, Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And in Psalm 103 verse 7, the Bible says, God made known his ways, his ways of righteousness, his ways of justice to Moses. We can pray also, God, let me be among the many people in that will, that will, who, will, who will come and say, as in Isaiah chapter 2 verse 3 and Micah 4 2, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his path. Do you know why you go to church? To learn that God will teach you his ways so that you will walk in his path. We don't go to church to show ourselves to friends. No. We can also pray that he may incline our hearts to himself to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments which commanded our fathers as in 1 Kings chapter 8 verse 58. That also he may keep us centered and devoted to him following the life path he has made for us. Watching the signposts and being in a closer walk with Christ. These are prayers we can make for God to help us walk in his ways. Talking about King Jehoshaphat, the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 17, 6, and his heart took delight, was devoted to in the ways of the Lord. We can also ask God for such a heart. In concluding this podcast today, walking in the ways of God, can we draw your attention to the revelation God gave Paul in the apostle, uh, Paul the apostle in Romans 11, 33 concerning this? Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. It's obvious that if we are to walk in the ways of God then from this scripture, we can only can only be by faith. Grace of God through faith is what we need to walk in the ways of God. Can you pray this prayer with me and mean it in your heart? Dear God, I come to you today as a sinner needing grace for salvation. I believe that you sent your son Jesus Christ to this world to save a sinner like me. Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you died for my for me that horrible death on the cross and that God raised you from the dead for my justification. I confess you now as my Savior and my Lord. Forgive all my sins and give me the power to become a child of God. Thank you for saving me. He will come your way again next week. Keep walking in the ways of God.